Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people. People who do not love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 242. I'm calling it useful stuff and difficult decisions. So I am not feeling very well. Um, I don't know if you can tell from the stuffiness sounding. Uh, And I had my idea of what I was going to talk about today for this podcast. And I thought I was going to feel better this morning. Um, This is all after a weekend of um, wearing myself completely out uh, cooking for 70 kids for a weekend, um, which was a blast and super fun. But toward the end, I was so completely exhausted and ask my mother. She'll be the first to tell you that when I wear myself out, I end up getting sick. So anyway, here I am. I'm sick. I assumed I was going to feel better this morning. Instead, I feel worse. So I don't think it's the flu or anything. I don't have a, I haven't had a fever since Sunday night. So we'll see. But enough of that rambling gives you an idea of why I'm not actually um, doing the normal type podcast this week. But I'm really grateful that I have um, some episodes in the can, whatever that means, with uh, my strategy sessions that I have done recently with Kindred Spirits, who are patrons of the show. I'll talk about that at the end, how to become a patron of the show if you'd like to do that. Anyway, so I've normally been, normally, this is my fourth one, I think, but I've been putting them out about every four weeks. And this is a little bit earlier than I thought I was going to do it, but I'm just excited to have it. So um, I spoke in this one with one of my patrons. And one of the things that we talked about was like a a space where stuff has just been sitting for, I think it was since the move. It's been a while since we recorded this, but since they moved and um, it's just stuff that she's pretty sure is all useful and it's going to be difficult decisions. And that just makes it super overwhelming to think about going through that stuff and that space, but it's also making her not be able to enjoy her home the way that she wanted to. So we talk about that. We talk about you know, what about when you assign things to other people and then they don't do it the way that you wanted to, um, all that kind of stuff. So uh, it was a good conversation and I hope you'll enjoy it. And here we go. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm good. Nervous. Exciting. <laughs> don't be nervous. Um, we can always have her, you know, cut something out if you want to. You can always say, uh, forget what I just said and take that out. <laughs> I do that a lot. So, um, okay. So tell us a little bit about who you are, what your life situation is like, and what brings you here today? <laughs> Piles. <laughs> Piles, yes. Uh, let's see. I'm married. I have three kids who are 14, about to be 12, yikes, and nine, and three cats and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, We started homeschooling about a year ago, so that's been different because they're always home now. Yeah, so all three (laughs) kids are homeschooled. Yeah. All right, well, let's go into, get into things. We had to reschedule today, so we are on a bit of a time limit. Thanks for being willing to reschedule. Uh, You have three kids, so you totally understand, but life happens, (laughs) and your kid says, hey, mom, I have a basketball tournament tomorrow. (laughs) 
and it's during the day. And so the time I thought was my own to schedule things, not so much. So. I don't know how that goes. Yeah. This is better. They're all in bed, so nobody should be making noise. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> okay. Well, tell me what strategy has had the biggest impact on your home already. When I actually use it? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Laundry day. Okay. Although I need to get the folding under control. There's piles right over there. You just can't see them. And yeah, it was doing the dishes, but I kind of fell off the habit. I need to get back on that one. Okay. That does make a huge difference when I do the dishes every night. Right. And so you know that that makes a bigger impact than maybe you used to think, right? Mm-hmm. And so you know that's what to get back to as soon as you, you know, are in that zone to get back on track. So tell me how laundry day has, has helped even without the folding. Yes. We actually have clean clothes every week. Isn't that amazing? I know. Did you resist it at all? A little, but it made sense when you talked about it because I'd already tried the one load a day thing and yeah, no. (laughs) It didn't work for you either. Yeah. I, I would forget and you know, and I still forget with laundry day. Usually like the last load will be like, Oh, I forgot I was doing lunch. <laughs> but one I load sh- versus every single day doing the same load again and again. <laughs> yeah. Better. Yeah. Um, the struggle lately has been with the kids home. I was like trying to make it their job to do laundry day. Okay. And I had it all broken down. Actually, ironically, it worked better in the summer. And then it, we got off course where like one kid loads, one kid moves the load and one kid empties the dryer. So it's a system. And then they would empty it into this room and then I'm supposed to fold and then they put away. But um, I had to be gone for the day. I'm like, it's good. You guys keep laundry day moving. And I come home and they didn't because I wasn't there being like, okay, it's time to move the load. Okay, it's time to move the load. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So tell me your other strategy that's helped a lot. The dishes one or? Well, you had on your form that you filled out, um, starting with the easy (laughs) stuff. Ah, Yes. That's what I do a lot because I'm like, I just can't even this room. Yeah. And, and so then I, I chant to myself, start with the easy stuff, do the trash, just focus on that. Yeah. And it does every time. Like if I just do like, okay, I'm just going to like throw away the trash and put away the really easy stuff. And I do that and I look around, I'm like, okay, okay. It's not as bad as I thought it was. Right. And it's less overwhelming which then makes you less paralyzed, which then lets you keep going. Or even if you don't keep going, it still looks better, which is good, right? I've, I've, I use that with my kids too, because their rooms will be utter disasters. And they're like, I can't clean my room. And so I'll go in and like, literally I'll sit there and watch a show with my daughter and just throw away trash and be like, okay, where does that go? And she's like, oh, it looks so much better. I'm like, kiddo, all we do is get rid of the trash. Yeah. <laughs> and do you ever take before and after pictures? The, um, the difference I do. Um, yeah. When I really need motivation, I use kindred spirits. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll post my befores there with promises to post an after cause it keeps me motivated because I have yeah. accountability. I love your kindred spirit group. Oh, I'm so glad. So I'll be like, okay, people, I have to do this. Here's my before. I promise in an hour I'm doing an after <laughs> and then I'll start working. I'll be like, I don't want to do this. I'm like, oh, I have to take an after picture. Okay, can we keep going? Cause I want it to look good. <laughs> right. Right. So you know, one of the things with kids, I mean, like she obviously saw and noticed, but um, just even just taking the pictures just for her, just for her benefit mm-hmm. to let her go, oh my goodness, you know, going back and forth and realizing that impact or for later when she doesn't want to do it again. <laughs> hey, remember this last time? <laughs> yeah, I need better at that. My son actually, last time I helped him in his room, he's like, you forgot to take a before picture, mommy. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I love it. 
So tell me your first question that you want to talk about. Probably the kid one. And I don't know if I just tried to go too fast. Like I mentioned, like I try to have them do laundry day, Mm -hmm. but then they don't. And then the system gets all out of whack because it didn't happen when it was supposed to, or with the dishes, like it was supposed to be, they empty the dishwasher, but then they wouldn't get around to it until halfway through the day. But then it's a mess because then the sink's full of dishes because the dishwasher wasn't available to load. And then, you know, if two things are in the sink, everything goes in the sink. Let me ask, at what point did you bring them in on this? Like how long had you been going on your own before you brought them in on this? Um, Laundry day had probably been doing for a couple of years. Okay. Because I started doing it, let's see, we've lived here four and a half years. And I think I started doing it pretty soon after we moved here. Okay. And then did- a couple of summers ago, I brought them in, like when, because they, they were still in public school at the time. So over the summer, I'm like, okay, you know, you're home for the summer. We're going to do, yeah, I'd heard you talk about it. I think that mm-hmm. probably was part of it. I'm like, we're going to try this. And that worked pretty well if I was home to remind them. Like they know what to do, but they needed a reminder, like, throughout the day, like, hey, we're doing laundry, go do your job, go do your job, go do your job. Right. Well, I mean. But they're kids, so. They are. <laughs> I mean, they're kids. And as much as I wish that my kids cared as much about all this stuff, they don't. And I don't know about yours, but I mean, I know there are some kids, like my daughter will stay on things. You know, we kind of got off a little bit over, or a lot over Thanksgiving. I didn't do laundry day. <laughs> Because I was like, y'all are fine. And so I think it was Friday of that week. I said, hey guys, bring, you know, let's sort laundry and let's work through the laundry today. And my daughter was like, I think I'm just going to do my own. And I was like, (laughs) well, that sounds just fine to me. (laughs) Um, So there's always, you know, there might be a kid who kind of is better on that, but there's a lot of value in passing off these things to the kids. But for me, what I find is I then have to view it as my habit that I'm working on is managing that. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Like, I mean, maybe there is to a degree and maybe there's a perfect mom out there who would (laughs) be able to say exactly how she was able to just pass it off and never worry about it again. But all the moms that I talk to and learn from, it's just an ongoing thing. So it's almost like instead of me doing the dishes, being something I have to work on being consistent at and getting after, then if I'm passing it on to my kids, then my job becomes reminding them, talking them through it, finding, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, so instead shifting that to thinking of that as being the habit that you're working on is, you know, making this happen. And another thing too, and I noticed it in some of your stuff that you wrote in your um, survey, it, it felt like maybe things happening at specific times and then you missing that and getting off track was a big issue. Is that right? or something was supposed to happen or you wanted it to happen while you're gone or whatever and yeah. it didn't happen. And so then that throws everything off. And just for, just to remember, you know, like for me, I had to give up on that because that's where I really, really have issues is when I try to set something for a certain time. And then, you know, just like today, my schedule is completely off this week. Like every single thing I planned for every single day this week has been thrown off by some rather large emergency, you know, or some, <laughs> not, not bad emergencies, but just stuff has been happening. And so it's just thrown me off. And when I am saying I'm going to do this every morning, 
and then morning is crazy and that doesn't happen, then I think, okay, I got to wait till tomorrow. You know, okay, tomorrow morning, I'm really going to do this. Tomorrow morning, I've got to. And then I forget again because it's either overwhelming and so my brain just blocks it out or whatever. But just remembering there, there doesn't have to be a set time. So a random, hey guys, we're going to do our house jobs right now because I just happened to think of it. Instead of thinking of it, do, does that ever happen to you? I yeah. mean, like, do you think of it and then think, oh my goodness, we've got to do that later. When in reality, you could do it for five minutes now and you'd be way better off. Right. Yeah. I need to work more on that and not getting hung up on the. Well, give yourself permission to do it here. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and, and one of the other questions that you had along with that was um, kids making a mess of an area that you just decluttered. And that is the thing that used to just completely derail me because I would get so frustrated and then I would get frustrated with myself because I would, I would not always be that nice about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's and, happened. And so, and, and it was, so, it was confusing for my children because it was like, well, the house has always looked better than it does right now, but you cleaned it up. I played here. And it's not as bad as it used to be, but you're freaked out. You know what I mean? Like what I thought was normal, all the, you know, so my kids didn't understand mm-hmm. that. And I had to, that was one of my, and then I hated myself for being so irritated and irritable and frustrated over that and for losing it over something that I'm like, really, you know, anyway, so that it was just kind of an in the cycle for me. So again, I think kind of taking that, what has worked for you of the doing the easy stuff first And applying that here and saying, okay, we're just going to do a five-minute pickup. When you have that moment of, oh my word, you know, like Mm -hmm. I just worked on this space and it's messed up again. Okay. You know, use that as a trigger to say, we're going to do a five-minute pickup (sighs) and see what happens in that time. Uh, Because, you know, the reality is if a kid makes a mess of an area that was just decluttered and it was actually decluttered, like stuff is gone from it then what they're doing is just something that needs to be cleaned up. It doesn't necessarily have to be decluttered again. Right. And I've been realizing like the living room's constantly getting out of control again, which I think means I haven't really decluttered below my threshold. Yeah. Because it shouldn't tip that easily if I've actually gotten it below my counter threshold. Yeah. But I've totally, what you say about kids not even knowing how it's supposed to look, I realized that a month ago. We had some new friends from church. They'd never been to our house and I invited them over, which, you know. That's exciting. Good for you. (laughs) Yeah. But then I was like, ah, they've never Mm -hmm. seen my house. And so I was like, kids, we've got to clean up this living room. These people are coming over. And my kids, literally, they looked around and they looked at me and they're like, I don't get it, mom. It doesn't look that bad. (laughs) I'm like, oh dear. (laughs) I'm like, my normal is so bad that you guys like this, this halfway point actually to them was like, our living room looks good, mom. What's the deal? Well, I'm maybe like, it was better than it used to be, right? It was better than it used to be, but it was not like yeah. people who've never seen my house good. Oh, I, <laughs> like, you know, and I think some of that I'm is like, just, I was like, kids, people need to have space to sit. Half the couches are covered. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> some of that is just kids too. Like as far as detail stuff, sometimes I'm like, how do you not see this? Oh my goodness. Like how in the world? And then I think of all the things I don't see, Right. <laughs> I'm like, and yet I see that and I can't believe you didn't see anyway, but, but, um, you know, and I, I hear you talking too about, I mean, if you guys just started homeschooling, are you talking about like in August or September of this year? Two of the kids started last year and then we okay. got the third one in this. Yeah. This, so 
school year. Humongous life. I mean, that's like a routine change big time. So it's almost like you have to, you're going to have to tweak almost every single home routine, you know? So like giving yourself grace on that and permission of this is going to take us some time to find our routine and take the things that we know we're working and make that work. You know, it makes me think of, um, you know, like my mom, when my dad retired, you know, and she was, she's like, well, this is going to cramp my style. You know? <laughs> like, oh, I had things figured out and down and now it's, it just throws different things in. So three kids being home all day, that's a, that's quite a change there. That's a good point. And I didn't have all those routines really well in place already. So Right. Which makes, <laughs> you know, you, that could make it harder or you could just look at it and go, well, hey, good. Then I wasn't <laughs> set in my ways and we can adjust it at this point. That's true. You just yeah. figure it out together. Yeah. Let me tell you about one of this episode's sponsors, BetterHelp. I love hearing from listeners who consider me a friend who talks to them about this cleaning and organizing and decluttering thing every week. But some of you might need someone you can talk to about other struggles or even related struggles, very much related struggles, like grief, anxiety, trauma, depression. BetterHelp is online counseling that allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private online environment so you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. If you know that you need to look into getting counseling, but you're overwhelmed with how to even get started, check out BetterHelp. They have 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. Y'all, that part right there, those of us who tend to be like, I don't know, and we overthink every decision, just knowing that that is possible is really helpful to go ahead and allow you to get started. So you can start communicating in under 24 hours, though I do want to be clear, it's not a crisis line. One big advantage, since I know that I have readers all over, is there's a broad expertise in the network that might not be locally available where you are. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. And best of all, it's a truly affordable option. As Slob Comes Clean listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code CLEAN. C-L-E-A-N. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash clean. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash clean. Okay. I have another question or you had another question. Um, to talk about. And do you want to ask it or do you want me to read it from what you wrote? Why don't you read it? I wish okay. I had to skim my things that I wrote you, but I don't have highlights on mine. Okay. <laughs> so it's basically the patio of piles. Ah, uh, yes, that one. <laughs> um, with the question being, how do you deal with an area full of things you don't use much, but you might if you actually knew where they were? So. Yes. So um, I know, I know the, the, you know, if I needed this, would it occur to me that I have it? My problem is it does occur to me that I'm like, I'm pretty sure I own this. And then I go nuts because I can't. Find it. Yeah. So there's stuff out there that you're like, I did know I had it. I just didn't know it was here. So I tore the house apart yeah. looking for it and still never looked for it here or what? Um, sometimes part of it is I mentioned we moved here four and a half years ago yeah. and some of those boxes have been there since four and a half years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and 
my husband's like, just get rid of them. We don't know what's in them. We don't care. He's like, obviously we haven't needed it in four years, but there's that little part of me that's like, uh, yeah, but there's, there's times when I'm like, I'm sure I own X, Y, Z, and I'm pretty sure it's in one of those boxes. So I don't want to not open them. And like, I know I have one of office supplies. So when I need office stuff, I like, oh, I need to go find that, but I haven't figured out a home for it. So it just gets buried with all the other stuff I haven't dealt with. Yeah. So it's just this weird, it's like my garage. It's this weird space of like things I don't use all the time or I might use them if they had a home, but it's in this weird in-between state of, I'm still trying, I haven't organized that space, which I know declutter over organized. <laughs> so, okay. So I hear you say a couple of things here. You don't know what's in there. So as far as, you know, exactly what's in there. So it's overwhelming Uh and intimidating, right? So even if you just say, I am just going to look, you know, that whole, I have to make myself look because when I just think there's stuff in there, I don't know what it is, but I'm pretty sure it's important. I'm pretty sure I could use it one day. Then nothing happens and it just stays in that state. But if I make myself look, I generally find that there are some easy steps easy things, you know, and you already talked about the easy stuff being that, you know, working for you when you're overwhelmed in a room. So even if you go box by box and say today, I'm just going to look through here and see if there's anything easy that I can get rid of anything easy that yes, I have looked for that. I'm going to go put it in the spot where I looked for it. The first spot where I looked for it when I was searching frantically and then never did find it, you know? (laughs) So those types of thing that you know, using those same processes on the, cause those are such overwhelming spaces. I mean, storage spaces, especially with things that you're like, that's all good stuff, but you know, it doesn't have any real, it's not serving a purpose. It's just taking up space at this point. I would love for it to actually serve the purpose that it, that I got it for. Um, but as you start to do that, you're going to build that momentum. Cause it sounds like it's just paralyzing at this point. Is that right? That's part of it. And I've done some opening boxes and getting rid of easy stuff. Started working through the box of DVDs, which DVDs is a whole thing. And then some of it is like memorabilia, like stuff, which again, I know if I'm not taking care of it, do I really care about it? (laughs) Well, and the thing is, that's the stuff to not start with. Like if you hit a box full of memorabilia, move to a different box. You know, instead of saying, I've got to work through this specific box, because there's so many boxes, you said, right? I mean, I don't want to like paint a picture of whatever. Yeah, there's like <laughs> six or seven boxes yeah. and a pile that was going to be a really neat little art station with all the craft supplies for the kids, but it got stuff on top of it. And now it's mostly a dust pile. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, as you get to those things that you just think, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do with this, move to the next thing. Just with that whole idea of less and better. You know, I, my goal in this space is less. And mm-hmm. as you get less, that space is going to feel less overwhelming. You're going to start to go, oh, wow, I actually don't hate this room anymore. I didn't, I'm putting words in your mouth saying that you hate, but you know what I mean? Like, no, I do. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, I don't, I don't hate this room anymore as much as I used to. I kind of like having some open space as opposed to piles and, and boxes, you know, that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. go working through that and just giving yourself permission to say, my whole goal here is less and to look through it, look, look, always look, you know, instead of just assuming that it's going to be overwhelming. And, and then there's the container concept, you know, because the reality is 
that your house is the size that it is. Good or bad, whether or not you want to move at some point again, I have no idea. You don't. Okay, you're shaking your head no, no that you don't want to move again. <laughs> so if that's the if you view this as your final house, then whether or not you could use it one day isn't actually the issue. The issue is whether there's space for it in the home that you have and you stay under your clutter threshold. So, because I think you had said in there, you know, probably it's the second decluttering question. I think the first decluttering question is the key for that because there's a lot of stuff you said you have looked for before. So that, that makes it even easier for you. When you come across this random thing, you know you've looked for it before, you have a place to put it. So you go take it there and it's either got space there for it or it's got something in that space that you're like, oh, well, this can go to make space for this thing that I want to keep or not. So it's really almost like, it's almost like unpacking, <laughs> you know, like, like it's some procrastinate the clutter of unpacking, right? Which is going to involve accepting <clears throat> the realities of the confines of your space, which is not easy. <laughs> Working on that. Yeah. This house has a lot of random storage and I'm actually trying not to use all of it because I know it doesn't end well for me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, look, there's all these cupboards way up high that I can't reach without a step stool. I can store stuff in them. I'm like, yeah. And then I forget that I put stuff there because I can't reach the cupboard. Well, I mean, so what if you could go through the stuff, giving yourself, I mean, it's been there for how many years? It's been sitting there. So, you know, it's not like it's urgent, right? Mm -hmm. So you go through it with the idea of I'm going to put every single thing away from these boxes that has a legitimate home in my house, not storage, but an actual home. Okay. So I'm going to put everything away and then anything that's left, I'm going to consolidate it into boxes. Now the truth is that you're going to come across things to get rid of. That's going to be easy to get rid of. And it's going to be a lot less stuff. That's just how it works, you know? So mm -hmm. I'm going to whatever, but don't tell yourself that ahead of time. <laughs> just know that, okay, I'm giving myself permission to just go through these things and see if there's anything in here that's easy. Anything that I've got an instinctual answer for decluttering question number one, where would I look for this first? So I'm going to go put those things away. And then anything that's left is actually storage, storage, storage. Okay. And then consolidate that. And then if you have these storage spaces, then it would probably make you like your house more if you put things that you feel like need to be stored in the storage spaces and had open space on this patio. Do you think? Oh, I like that idea. I never thought of that. Because I think some of, sometimes people like us are scared of storage because we feel like if I put, well, I, mean, I am because I'm like, if I put it in there, it's just going to stay there for the next 10 years, but it stayed on the patio for four and a half years. Right. And the patio irritates you. The storage, yes, you're going to forget it's there, but storage is storage. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's being much more legitimately stored than just sitting there making life more difficult. Yes. The so. patio is where my washer and dryer live. And it's also mm -hmm. the path to outside to take the dog out. So yeah. when there's not a path there, it's painful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is right now. Because I finally put up the shelving I bought a year ago for the board games and put them on the shelves. And it made this huge difference. And I'm like, oh, I put that off forever. That took me like less than an hour. <laughs> Don't you just love that <laughs> story of my life, right? <laughs> yeah. Because um, what I'm seeing, okay, so I went through in the notes and I, um, 
<laughs> I read highlighted a few things, <laughs> just words. So you had, you had really put a lot into your questions. And on this one, on this specific question, some words that I highlighted as you were kind of talking through what you're dealing with in this space is that words like what if mm. and might and all that kind of stuff. So I think there's a lot of, which is completely normal for people like us, you know, is mm -hmm. all the what ifs of things. Um, but the what ifs can feel so overwhelming that it makes you just not want to deal with the situation. But, but I really do. I mean, if, if you have storage spaces, give yourself permission to store things in storage spaces, but go through it and make sure it's storage space worthy. Right. And that you're not putting something in there that you legitimately would use. Because that's also a fear. If I just stuff these boxes in here, then I'm mm -hmm. still going to have that nagging feeling of, I think I have a such and such. But if you go through those things and you put them in the first place where you would look for them, then first of all, you're going to have a much right. better awareness of what you actually do have. So That works. And I could do that because some of the stuff is like not mine to yeah. declutter. It's my husband's or like, I'm not sure. Like, I don't care about this, but I think maybe he does. Yeah. So maybe well, I and that's some of that in storage if he doesn't have time to deal with it and be like, hey, hon, there's a couple boxes in that cupboard. When you got a minute, you can look at them. Well, and that's also that storage space that you're talking about is a container. And so, mm -hmm. you know, the container works so well with other people because you're able to say, hey, I have a great idea your stuff that's special to you, we could put it here. So it's safe. It's not out on the patio. Does he love the stuff being on the patio? Oh, no. Okay. Nobody loves the stuff being on the patio. We right. just want it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but you can, you can go from that angle and say, you know, I want to get the stuff off the patio. So I was thinking we could designate this closet or this shelf or this area or whatever, the storage area for your stuff that means a lot to you. So as I go through things, I'm going to put all the stuff that I think you care about in this box and then, you know, go ahead and, and fill up this space with your stuff. And, and that is honoring what it is. You're, you're not saying I'm decluttering this for you, right? but you're also giving, you know, just the reality that this is the space that we have. And then the containers concept, you know, and just kind of casually mention, I don't know if he knows about this crazy Dana lady, but um, <laughs> he knows some. I've been following you quite a while. <laughs> but if you, but you know, if you just even what I did with my husband was I was like, hey, this is the space for your special stuff that you really care about that we don't really have another place for. So put your favorite stuff in there first. And then once it's full, you know, you'll have to decide what, what you want to keep. But that was non-threatening. It honored what he wanted. It wasn't forcing, you know, value decisions. We weren't having a value decision argument about that shouldn't be important to him. I'm like, no, this is the space. It's yours. Use it how you want to, you know, and that really was made it easy for him to sort through the things. And it's kind of fun. You know, it's kind of fun when you're picking out your favorite stuff and you're going, mm -hmm. oh, this is a space that is going to keep it safe. That's going to make it not be out in the middle of things. It's not going to have it be a nagging feeling in the back of my brain, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I did that for mine. After hearing you talk about containers long enough, yeah. I got one, a big plastic container that fits under the bed. And I'm like, okay, for me, I was like, this is where I'm going to put all my like memory stuff that I don't have anywhere to display, but I don't want to get rid of it. Right. And I was like, okay, when this box gets full, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And you know what? When I started putting stuff in the box, it isn't even full. 
like, like isn't no. that amazing how that works? It's not as much things as I thought. You know, it's like pictures and right notes from high school or whatever. And I'm like, oh look, I still have space if I find more things. Like I right. didn't know as much as I thought I did. I know. I love it when when that happens. That's so great. Let's talk about butcher box. So for years, honestly, growing up, I didn't think that I liked steak. Turned out I just hadn't had a really great one. When it's high quality meat and it's cooked well, especially by my amazing hubby, I absolutely love it. And when high quality meat gets shipped right to my door by ButcherBox, that's like the win-win of all time. So ButcherBox is a no-brainer. It's the best meat shipped right to my door, which means one less trip to the grocery store. It provides options like 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage pork, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, and bacon that's free of nitrates and added sugar. It's basically the way meat should be. The meat comes already individually packed and frozen on dry ice. So all I have to do is stick it straight into the freezer. So if the box arrives on a busy day when I wasn't necessarily planning on, you know, dealing with a bunch of stuff, it's okay because I'm able to have it taken care of in minutes with no mess. Just take it out of the box, put it in the freezer. I really love that. Right now, you can get two filet mignons, a pack of bacon, plus $20 off your first box when you sign up now at butcherbox.com slash slob or use the promo code slob at checkout. That's two free filet mignons, a pack of bacon, plus $20 off your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash slob. That's B-U-T-C-H-E-R-B-O-X.com slash slob, or use the promo code slob at checkout. Okay, so the third question that you had was about how do you deal with stuff in drawers and hidden corners? Do I recommend doing all of one room at once, the visible, then the not so visible areas, or doing the visible parts of one room, then the next, etc., circling around the less visible? Yeah, I wanna- thought we were maybe going to have to move, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to declutter my house as if I'm going to have to pack it up. Okay. So I was trying to be very hardcore about doing everything and not just the visible things. And yeah, I was like, okay, I'll build momentum in the easy areas. And I got those done and I got to the harder stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I still don't seem to have enough momentum to deal with this. Yeah. So what were you trying? You said something about you created a plan to declutter your whole house. Oh yeah, I did. Cause I was in this course where you plan things. So it was like, you know, I broke it down by room and then by like section of the room because that's reality. So it's going to be like, you know, spend 15 minutes on this bookcase today, spend 15 minutes on this section. So tell me how, when did you create the plan? September, I think. Okay. And how's it gone so far? Uh, went really well for a couple of months. And then I kind of got to the master bedroom and stalled out a little. Okay. I got through one big area in the master bedroom and then I did some things. I think what happened was I quit making myself work on it every day because I was making progress. It's like I got the patio, like I got the board game thing taken care of, which we have a ridiculous number of board games and they need to be done more. But I did declutter some and I got them all on the shelves that I got for them so they fit their container. So I was like, okay, 
they're on their shelves. I got rid of the ones that we really don't play. They don't fit. So that's good enough for now. Yeah. I can get to my washer and dryer without playing hopscotch. (laughs) Okay. um, So you, you have made a pass through of a lot of the different spaces. So I I got frustrated that my living room was a mess again. (laughs) Yeah. You know, remember with the visibility rule, the, uh, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of value in plans. I think there's nothing wrong with it as long as you actually execute on it and don't get frustrated and give up when you get off track. You know, and that's where I have to be careful because I love to make a plan. Mm-hmm. And if, especially if it's something without a, you know, a deadline for me, if it's just kind of an ongoing, this is how I'm going to change and do things differently now. Mm-hmm. Then when I get off track, you know, which we kind of talked about before with the routine type stuff, getting off track is frustrating. Like, okay, well now do I have to start over or whatever? So doing it, there's no wrong way to declutter. So, you know, however you want to do it is fine. I personally like the visible, like visible when you walk in the room, mm-hmm. doing that first in the most visible room, moving that way through the house and doing um, the most visible, you know, spaces and all the different areas of the home, according to, vis- does that make sense? I feel like I'm saying visible yes. so much, but anyway, <laughs> um, and as I do that, don't forget that when you take that 15 minutes or whatever it is that you're doing a day, or if, even if it's just, I've got an hour today that I'm going to focus, I've got 30 minutes to go back to that first most visible space first. Yeah, that's where I messed up. I think yeah, I got well, so I mean, focused on moving on that I forgot to maintain. And so that right. Because if you'll do that, then it feels so counterproductive. But Mm -hmm. if you really were doing 15 minutes every day, you're going to be able to walk through the house, pick up a few things for the first three minutes, and you're going to have 12 minutes of hardcore decluttering. You know what I mean? Like, so, and the other spaces in the house are going to stay maintained, you know? So Mm -hmm. yes, it's technically just picking up at that point if you really did declutter, Mm -hmm. but sometimes for people like me, you know, for my brain type, I have to make myself do that first. Be like, okay, I'm still starting in the most visible space, even though it's Mm -hmm. only got a day's worth or a week's worth or a month's worth, whatever, of stuff (laughs) that has built up since the last time. And then it just becomes easier. And that's how I build momentum and then go through and working. Because I think what can happen is you, if we separate, if we separate out the visible spaces when you first walk in the room versus inside drawers and things. Mm -hmm. We separate those out completely. Then it can become something where I'm working on that instead of on the room. But even within the room, I'm going to start working through the drawers in here and I'm going to take 15, 20 minutes, whatever I've got available, but I'm first going to do the most visible clutter in this room you know, that has built up since last time, you know, so instead Mm -hmm. of just working on the drawer, I'm like in my game room right now. So I'm looking at a drawer and I'm thinking, yes, I could totally go through those right now and declutter those. But the key would be to deal with the procrastinate clutter that's in here right now first before I do that, which would take me two minutes of the 15 minutes if I was going to spend 15 minutes. But my issue with this kind of stuff, which is what I think I'm hearing you say, is that it feels like you work on one thing and everything else gets back out of control again. Yeah. And I did set a deadline, but I think now that you're talking through it, I'm thinking, I'm like, that's, that's where I messed up was 
I was I was trying to do it as a project, and as we know, our house is not a project. I know. I know. And so I was like, okay, I did this room check, moving on to the next one, and I needed to start back at that one, and then add on, you know, like yeah. you said, do the first minutes there, and then move to the next one, and that I think would make a big difference because what happened was I got so focused on moving on to the next room that then I like didn't even do the basics in the first room. Yeah. And so then those really visible rooms got really bad again. And then that just sapped all of my like, okay, why am I even trying? Well, and that goes back to the whole point of the visibility rule in the first place is if you work on a space that's not visible and the visible spaces are cluttered, then you feel like you haven't actually done anything because you're mm-hmm. not seeing actual progress. And so that visible progress is everything. <laughs> um, okay. So I, you want to see what I read highlighted in that stuff that you wrote? Sure. <laughs> the words insanely ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> I relate to those words a lot. So yes, I mean, I, I think what you're saying is this was a very ambitious plan and it's awesome to have the plan. I think it's remembering those trip ups for people like us, you know, like what is it that's going to be something that's going to cause me paralysis in the future so that I can Mm -hmm. avoid that. It's the letting one area go that I've already done while I work on another and then ending up frustrated that I'm not actually making any progress. So, you know, the, the solution for that is to always start in the most visible space, even when you just did it. Um, And then I also read highlighted the words, Um, So you were talking about the desk drawers in the living room and cupboards in the kitchen scare me as in I'm anticipating lots of difficult decisions. I get that. Um, Easy stuff first. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look, always look. Even giving yourself permission to say, this is going to be too overwhelming. I'm not going to be able to do this. The decisions are going to be too much, but I'm still going to look. You know, all I'm going to do today is actually open up these cabinets or these drawers and I'm going to look in there. I'm going to, you know, shift some things around to see what got pushed to the back that I forgot I had or whatever. I'm just going to look because it's just such a, oh, there's three easy things. How did that end up in here? Whatever. (laughs) Um, You get those out and it's a little bit better. It's a little bit less overwhelming. There's such value, you know, in the same ways that I don't see incremental mess. Mm-hmm. You know, I see perfect and I see disaster, but I don't see it moving into that state. I don't see incremental mess. I do see incremental progress. You know, like I see and I notice every little bit of change and it just gives me that much more oomph that that was worth it. It was totally worth it for me to look because even though I, you know, and you're not trying to trick yourself because you really may just look, mm-hmm. but you know, I got rid of three things that caused me no angst that ended up you know, making life easier. And that makes me want to, you know, keep moving to the next thing. So. Right. That makes sense. Did it help at all? It did. Okay. Actually helped a lot. (laughs) Okay, good. Um, Like, okay. I have like a whole new way to attack things. I'm feeling hopeful. Well, good. Good. I need to work through 30 days to hope for your home again. 28 days, but yes. Or 28 days. Sorry. (laughs) Yes. Whatever. It's 30 when I do it. No. I know. It's 47 when I do it. So, <laughs> um, Okay, so tell me, what's your favorite thing about being a kindred spirit patron? So for those of you guys who, um, I probably said this in the intro that I'm going to record later, but um, <laughs> those of you guys who don't know, I do have a patron 
um, system through Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the slob comes clean, um, where you can support the show for $5 a month. And one of the perks of that is a super secret Facebook group. Um, and another perk is also that that's who I'm getting these strategy session stuff <laughs> from. So anyway, tell me what your favorite thing is about the patron group. Probably having a safe, supportive place to go. I'll admit I, I ebb and flow on how active I am in the group. Yeah. But I just love it when I'm like, okay, I really need to get working. It's great accountability because I know I can post an honest before picture and nobody's going to judge me and nobody's going to be like, how did you even let that happen? They're all super friendly and super encouraging. And I'll be like, okay, here's what it is. It's awful. I'm going to work on it. And they're all like, you can do it. Go for it. We believe in you. Yeah. And then you can post your after. And even if your after is not perfect, they're like, oh, that's so much better. You did great. And it's it's safe. It's like, you know, where else on Facebook would I ever admit to like some of the messes? But I know in kindred spirit, like I can say whatever. And not only will they not judge me, there'll be somebody else who's like, I feel you. I'm there too. And I'm like, yes, I'm not alone. Well, and I think too, we speak the same language. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because everybody in there is a podcast listener. And so they speak the same language at a visibility rule and, you know, the 2D cluttering questions. And, you know, so it's like, they know what you're talking about. Where sometimes I feel like in other decluttering groups, and not that I'm in them, but you know what I mean? Like (laughs) from what, what I see in general is you sometimes have to explain why this works. Mm-hmm. where I've explained it for what, over a hundred and something hours now. Um, so you guys all know, <laughs> you know, so you don't have to like defend why you're doing this a certain way and you can just go with it and get encouragement on that. So yeah, I had cool. a whole conversation with my mom when I was working on the house and she was all like, you're going to work on the patio. I'm like, mom, I'm starting in the living room. I'm doing the easy things to build momentum. I will get to that, but I have to work up to it. Yeah. And like I had to explain all this and then she's like, okay, but you're going to get to the patio, right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, kids spirits, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we all use your words. Like somebody posts it and they're like, I'm overwhelmed, but I'm going to try. We'll be like, hey, deep breath. Remember trash of the easy stuff. Like we all use the same phrases. It's really exactly. Yeah. It's very helpful in that way. I think. Um, Okay. Anything else you wanted me to know or anything you want to say or remind people Uh, or anything? You're fantastic. I didn't, I didn't mean you had to say that, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) This is the longest I've listened to your voice without getting things done in my house. (laughs) Well, that's good. Tell everybody what it is that your rule is that you have for yourself. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I made a rule back when I started listening to your podcast because I really liked your podcast because you're funny and helpful. Um, But it's all decluttering and and cleaning. And so the rule was I'm only allowed to listen to it if I am decluttering or cleaning or in some way making progress on my house. Yeah, so I'd be like, oh, there's a new episode. Okay, well, I have to do really great is when I put it on for like, I'm going to load the dishwasher while I listen and I finish and you're not done yet. And I'm like, oh, okay. I need to find another task. I need to find, oh, look, there's something else to work on. But I didn't realize I trained myself until you like did a live or something. And I'm like, okay, it just feels wrong to hear Dana's voice and not be working on something. That is so funny, (laughs) which I think is a great rule. But again, I'm going to like caution people against, because I know how I am sometimes I'll make those Mm -hmm. rules and then 
I'm like, well, I just don't feel like it. Okay. I'm just not going to listen. <laughs> you know, and some, there are a lot of people in the place where they just need to be listening, you know? So, but I, I love that. I, I love know, it's that. totally personal. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I just want to clarify for those people who are like, oh, wait, yeah. maybe I shouldn't listen because you need to listen. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, but you know, I think that's great. I think that's uh, because I personally find it very helpful when I pair. I think that's one of those Gretchen Rubin things. I don't listen to her podcast anymore, but I used to for a long time. Mm -hmm. And she would talk about one thing for habits is um, pairing things. Like, you know, put something that you look forward to doing along with something you don't look forward to doing. And then that helps you get those things done. I think that's a great example of that. The end of the laundry system is supposed to be I get to watch a show while I fold the laundry. Oh yeah. But that's where it fell off. Cause it's like, I don't have time for this. And I'm like, wait, no, I need to fold the laundry. I need to do it. I, know. <laughs> I really should try your right out of the dryer thing. I was just about to say that. I and I know, <laughs> I, you know, and oh, I have a load of laundry right now on a recliner that was on my bed yesterday. Um, it was like <laughs> that last load of laundry and it just kind of, it had to come out because something else had to go in emergency load or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, yes. And I just have not had the chance or I think I haven't had a chance to get it folded. Okay, see mine? I made the kids put theirs away yesterday. This is all. I get it. I get it. But look how you've laid it out <laughs> so it's not getting wrinkly. So see. Well, that's because I had it all piled on this chair, but then I had to oh. move it off the chair so that I could sit here and talk to you. <laughs> That's funny. I love it. I think, yeah, it, it's reality. I mean, life goes that way. And, but yeah, the, the folding it right out of the dryer is such a transformation, but you can totally have laundry day without doing that. So. Yes. Yeah. I've torn. Well, I'm like, there's fold right out of the dryer, but then it's supposed to be my son's job to empty the dryer. So I have to figure out which one's more important to me because <laughs> there's three kids. So I had three jobs for laundry day. But I may have to just reassess that. Maybe yeah, they can trade I mean, off starting loads or something. I know we're talking, we're we're kind of done. But but I will say for me, that is one thing as a mom that I have to, I have to go. What actually moves things forward, and mm-hmm. where can I bring my kids on the thing that moves things forward? Because when I let myself get obsessed with, wait a minute, as a mother, I have got to make sure you know. But if it's stopping things and it's stopping the flow and it's keeping us from actually getting the things done, then I have to reassess it and go, okay, this isn't working. Yeah, that's hard. Anyway, okay. Figure it out. But um, thank you so much for meeting with me today and thanks for um, being willing to reschedule and all the different things that we had to do. No worries. Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation um, that was really fun. I'm honestly really enjoying these. Uh, I did this one back before Christmas, um, but I've done a couple since then that will be coming out in future months and getting to where I really, really, really like doing these. So uh, thanks for listening. If you are interested in finding out more about being a patron, because you have heard the um, Kindred Spirits talk about how much they love being in the super secret Facebook group. And then after you've been in there a while, you can sign up to... um, you know, hopefully, possibly, uh, do one of these sessions with me. If you want to find out more about that, just go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash a slob comes clean. All one word. All right. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.